This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again. And I've got Sean Priest with me this week. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen. You sound chirpy today. I like that. You're happy. What's going on? I honestly don't know what's going on. I haven't had a single coffee yet. <gasps> How are you alive? That's crazy. I don't know what it is. I think it's the fizzy juice, which is creating other problems. Um, let's just say thank goodness for the mute button. Burp. Yeah, so a lot of that going on. I, I tell you, this soft drink thing is just awful, you know. And I'm a bit addicted at the moment. I go through these little phases of drinking lots and lots of soft drinks. I do, yeah. And then I, I just can't take them anymore. You know, I don't think what? you've ever got to that experience yet, have you? No, no, no. I've never, never had got too to much. That point. I, I, I know. The first time I met you, Stephen, I was amazed by how much water you carried around with you everywhere. You mm. had bottles of water all the time. Was that just a, a fad? Was that a one-time thing? No, I, do, I am one of these people who, like, I have a coffee, and then I have a bottle of water, and then I have a soft drink, and then I have a bottle of water. I'm always right. in the toilet, flushing. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> self-flushing. That's why I like to call it. It's good. For anyway, you. wow. Welcome to this. Uh, this is. You know, I need that voiceover to say, right, kind of right about now. This is a tech show. Honest. Yes. <laughs> Just we do. But in saying that, yeah. No. Um. So hey, how was your week? You excited? Because we're, we're traveling to that there, Canada. Oh, I am. Time. So excited. I mean, I can't wait. I'll be honest with you. I am slightly anxious. You know. It's been years since I've gone anywhere uh, on a plane. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect. Can you still smoke on a plane? Is that a thing? Apparently not. No. So that's how long ago it was. But um, yeah, no, I am so excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm packing my kit away. I'm, uh, you know, deciding what tech I need to take. Do you know something? I am. I am. <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the kit later that I've been looking at because I think I know what I'm buying when I get back from Canada. My shopping list has already started. Oh, uh, I've, I've seen some new tech that's coming out, and I want to get it. Uh, and the funny thing is that I've been looking online, and I can't see this anywhere. Some of the stuff isn't even out yet, but it's all on Amazon. And I'm like, Amazon? It's not even out yet, and Amazon have got it. How does that work? I How just does don't that get work? it. It's incredible. <laughs> so yes, we'll be we're talking about some of that kit uh, shortly. But yes, this is the thing, right? Packing up and getting ready to go on any trip, I find it incredibly anxiety filling, and I don't quite know why. Because really, all I'm doing is just putting clothes in a bag. But the problem is that you have to count out everything, right? You've got to think, right, have I got enough for this? And do, I don't know if you do this, but I, I always, when I'm going away a big trip, I'm thinking, right, okay, how many days am I away? Okay, hang on, how many nights am I away? Right, hang on. And therefore, okay, so how many how many pairs of pants do I need? How many pairs of socks do I need? Of um, course, yes. All these things that you have to the think essentials. about. essentials. But it's as if there's absolutely nothing I could do about this abroad. I mean, there are stores in Canada, I've heard. I mean, Mark's not with us this week, so I can't ask him. But I do believe there are those things called stores. I believe there. so, yes. Um, yeah, I know, but there is that extra consideration, right? It's not like we can just quickly nip out and find a shop, right? we got to plan everything. 
particularly if you're in a country where you know you've never been before and you don't know what is there. So it's not quite. I as just Uber. As- that's what I did, and I did that in Vegas. I just Uber Uber Best Buy. Where's the nearest one? I'm. I must admit, when we went to the Best Buy. Uh, my assistant Jane, who's also coming with us on this holiday, oh, on holiday, it's not her. holiday. How dare I say holiday? Work yep. event. Work. Um, yes, <laughs> that was a Freudian, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but yes, my you know my assistant Jane comes with me to Las Vegas, and I said to her, "We're going to Best Buy." She says, "Okay." So we get in the Uber, and I just literally picked the first one I I came to. You know, I just thought, right, well, they'll, they'll all be the same. And uh, I we got in the, the Uber car, and this wonderful woman driving us along the, the road to get to. And she says, are you sure you you want to go here? And I said, yeah, it's Best Buy. I said, well, I, just want, I just want to basically look around the electricals and see what you guys have got over here. And she's like, yeah, but you want to go to this Best Buy? Hang on, weren't alarm bells ringing at this point? Well, th- at that point, I, we did sort of both lean forward and say, uh, what's wrong with this Best Buy exactly? And she said, well, you don't have a gun handy, do you? And I'm like, oh, hang on, what? <laughs> what kind of place is this? And apparently I'd picked somewhere that was way off the tourist trail. And frankly, this was the kind of place that, you know, if you walk out with, you know, lots of bags, you might get targeted, you know? Uh, and I was like, wow, okay, I did not know that. And of course, that's I what think, local knowledge brings. I think that was the Uber just messing with you. I no, trust me. giggling away. My, my assistant Jane was, was absolutely, uh, she is fully sighted, and she did attest to the fact she was a little concerned for her life. <laughs> Just a little. But we're from Glasgow in Scotland, so we're, we're not that scared of our lives. Everything's we know. fine, yes. Look, I mean, our average age is 25 or something, so, you know, we're, we're lucky to be here, frankly. Um, <laughs> Life expectancy, that is not... <laughs> we've exceeded, yeah, exactly. Yes. We've, we've exceeded it already, so we're, we're, we're doing well. So, yes, I, I do realise that going shopping can be a bit of a, uh, a difficult thing. But, no, look, I mean, I, I'm kind of joking around, but the point is that, you know, getting ready to go you do have to you're right you have to think ahead you've got to make sure you've got everything so here's the big question right so aside all that what tech are you bringing because this is the real question what tech are you taking that's another thing right i mean i hate carrying uh, i got a, a suitcase a big drag behind you suitcase trolley suitcase fine but i hate carrying that stuff around i've got to get on a train with that thing and i'm always worried about well, is someone just going to walk off with it at the next stop? You know, i got to chain it to my foot or something. And then when you're dragging it around, you got, oh, that in that hand, and then you got your cane in the other hand. It's a pain. It just gets in the way. Especially if you've chained your suitcase to your foot. That can be yeah, rather exactly. annoying. <laughs> exactly. But, what kind of movies are you watching? Are you watching too many gangster films, I think? Well, hang on. You just went to the Wild West in Las Vegas and, uh, to a, some sort of bandit Best Buy. You can't say that. Um Anyway, so uh, the tech, I'm I'm thinking, how much do I really need to tech, right? Tech, because the the thing thing is, like like in every other aspect of life, surely the smartphone does everything I need it to do Mm -hmm. anyway. Because I'm thinking, well, should I take a laptop? Uh, Well, what's the need? I I don't think I need one. And then, you know, that takes up quite a lot of space. At at the end of the day, I'm thinking of just taking my, my iPhone and my spare iPhone, <laughs> and that's it. What else do I need? I don't think you'll need very much, to be honest. I mean, you know, I'm taking my MacBook with me because I just like having it with me. I know I'll need to get some stuff done. Also, we are going to be recording some shows out there, um, as well as yeah. our main purpose, which is for Double Tap TV Town Hall, which is why we're going. Yeah. Um, we're going to be recording some shows f- uh, for Double Tap Canada as well, so you can look forward to that. And hey, you never know, this, might, this very program may be coming to you from... Where are we going? Regina. Next week. Um, and that would be cool, right? Yes. So, yeah. Uh, the the, the thing you. is, 
Thank you. <laughs> Don't get us kicked out before you even get there. <laughs> That's the thing, right? The only reason I would need my laptop if I was going to do any work over there, as in audio editing, and uh, yeah, you're going to take your MacBook, so there's really no need for me to do it. And if I don't take it, you can't then say, oh, Sean, can you quickly edit that? So I got an excuse. Um, so <laughs> I honestly don't know. And the other thing as well is probably the most uh, use I'm going to get from the tech is actually during the flights, right? Because we're flying for a long time. So it's all about sort of entertaining myself, distracting myself during that. And again, do I really want to take a laptop with me for that when I can just listen to audio described content through the phone or uh, listen to an audio book? You know, that's all it's going to be, right? So, yeah, Th- again, this is the I problem. You, you, kind of feel, you kind of think, oh, I want to take all this stuff with me. And then you think, well, take what? What do I actually need? And, you know, yep. for you and I, yeah, you're right. I mean, if this was a holiday, I wouldn't take anything more than my phone. I, I, yep. I mean, I, I remember the first time we went on a cruise, I took my laptop with me. And my wife was kind of like, why are you taking that? Because to her, that just signifies work. Yeah. And I guess it does, right? But for me, I just I much prefer emails and stuff. I just prefer doing any text-based stuff on the, the MacBook. I just, I've always preferred that. And um, I'm like, no, no, I mean, I might need to send an email. Or maybe need to, and I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. What, what email am I going to send while I'm sailing the seven seas? I mean, this is <laughs> yes. ridiculous. That's going to be a you know, signal. Long enough that you need a, a physical keyboard that you can't just dictate yeah. quick uh, email, you know? So, yeah, so no, it's a lot of nonsense. You can just take your phone with you. You can just take a pair of decent headphones, maybe wired, so you're not killing the battery. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, a good portable battery pack as well. That's always handy to have. That's an that's essential. Kind of, yeah, that's the kind of thing. I mean, I'm taking out some extra kit with me because we're going to be doing the shows. So I'm taking my little Roadcaster Pro Mixer with me. Taking a couple of pair of headsets, so we've got the ability to yeah, record I'm our shows. Yeah, I'm taking a headset as well. Yeah, um, but that's it, really. I mean, there's not much else I need to to, to bring. I, I think Mark wants to bring his entire house with him, um, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's cool. You do that. You're much nearer Regina than we are, so you know that's okay. But um, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting, isn't it, when you start to sort of dig into the tech. What I have found, I need to make sure I have plenty of. And there's one thing I did buy specifically for the trip is uh, charger capability when I get there. So I've got this little thing from Ugreen, which is a brand on Amazon that I see quite a lot. And this is an incredible little device. I've got it over here. So it comes with, uh, I would say it's like it's like the size of an Apple TV. That's the size of it. It's very, it's quite chunky. It's quite heavy. It is. Um, it's got the weirdest sandpapery bottom um, I've ever felt. It's got a nice shiny a lovely plastic village. top. But... <laughs> That's just horrible. Uh, anyway, it's got this... Are you filing your nails with it, then? <laughs> if I could. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, this is cool. So it's got four USB-Cs and two USB-As and a combined power capability of 200 watts. Wow. This can actually not only power um, your iPhone, your Apple Watch, you know, your AirPods, um, you can actually plug in your MacBook straight into this and it will charge the MacBook Pro, the one I've got, Um It'll charge that with this as well. So this is a really powerful piece of kit to take away with you. So I've got this. I've got my little plug adapter. Have you got one of those changers? Have you got the little UK to uh, Canadian plug? Of course not. No, I'll be stealing yours. I didn't. Well, that's why I bought two because I knew it. I knew you wouldn't bring yours. Thank you, mother. That's fantastic. Honestly, I said I better get another one because I know Sean will be trying to whip (laughs) one out of me. So yes. this is it. So, but this is a great little thing, and I've got one of these, and I've also got, and you, you've seen this as well. I showed you this in London. It's the weirdest thing, but it's like in this little bag, and it is like a fold-out charger, which has got MagSafe, 
for the phone. It's got the AirPods, a little dock essentially for the AirPods to go into, although it's wireless. And uh, you can connect your Apple Watch to it. All that can plug straight into the Ukraine. So basically I have one unit with me that will power everything I have. And I think that's all I need. You know, that's that's kind of pretty cool. How 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 big? Uh, sorry. So the the Apple TV one. Yeah. How how much was that one? So that came in just over two hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know. So I know it's it's not it's just, the cheapest thing in the world. Yeah. But in fact, no. I tell you a lie. It was one hundred eighty. I tell you a lie. It was one hundred eighty dollars. An absolute bargain. That's right. <laughs> that it was makes 180 all the difference. Dollars. Uh, yeah, I think it's because ability... I bought something else. The price went over two hundred dollars. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with this. Um, but yeah, one hundred eighty dollars for this, and and it's actually, I mean, for it's it, it, that's a lot of money for what this is. But at the end of the day, it is actually a really powerful charger. And when you are on the move, when you are traveling, and you know what, I do plan to be traveling more. Um, this is going to be great. The other thing for me is, I've got my Rodecaster Pro, which is my little mixing desk. Now, yep. that doesn't natively work off USB. You need to get a special adapter for that. I did buy the adapter, which allows me to plug it into USB-A. Right. That can run off this as well. So ah. I don't even need to take the... And again, this is the whole thing, right? I then don't have to take lots and lots of different plugs to change. I can just run off everything, because everything, pretty much, when you think about it, runs off USB. Yeah. I mean, it, in our world, anyway, right? Uh, USB is amazing, right? You, you, It doesn't get enough praise. It's been around for ages as well, but... USB truly is universal. I mean, you well, for get power it in delivery now, especially right. I mean, the, yeah. the power delivery side of it, and it's it's so swift. I mean, it's much quicker than than well any other way. Frankly, it's much quicker than MagSafe or any of the rest. Well, um, how how long will would that run the um, the Eco Green thing? How long would that run? Let's say the Roadcaster mixer. Well, if it's powered, I mean, this is powered on all the time. Remember, it's not a battery pack. So this is plugged into the wall. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I not, just it's it, not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a battery pack. So you, I you're, thought it would have that into the capability wall. as well. No, it doesn't actually. No. Uh, but again, that does that really bother me? Everywhere I'm going to be. I mean, obviously on the move, that's different. I do have a. I got one of those little anchor. Um, what do you call it? Uh, power banks. Yeah. Which I've I've been charging up, and and that does the job for that. But it actually is kind of nice. I don't feel like I'm taking you know the entire house with me this time around. Yes. And about a billion cables. <laughs> I've just kept well, it really really simple. I was thinking as well. Shall I take the Echo Dot with me? Yeah. Uh, see, other other people say this. I, I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced about this. The whole you know taking Echo Dots because it's not going to work when you get there. I don't know. Yeah, in a different country, I don't know. But you can just use the app again on your smartphone or on your laptop. The Lady yeah, that's A app. True. So don't need it and you're taking a pc with you <laughs> <laughs> i was Jealous. laughing so much when he said that oh he's taking a pc with him oh well good luck uh you bringing the eight thousand watt power brick with it as well <laughs> yeah. uh, right, stick around time. more to come on double tap canada this is double tap canada we'll be back in a moment Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is. And uh, today it's uh, Sean and I. No Mark this week. Uh, Unfortunately, he is. uh, Well, (gasps) I think he's probably getting a haircut because he keeps telling me to get a haircut. I did get a haircut for my little trip abroad. Yes. Did you get a haircut? No. Um, I, I, sorry, I find it... No, well, personally, I find it offensive that Mark says we need a haircut. I mean, who's he to tell me that I need a haircut, Stephen? He's sighted. He can see 
Yes, well, there you go. In my head, I look beautiful, and I'm going off that. Oh, no, I, I, uh, I too, have that image in my head, but I also have <laughs> enough vision to have seen myself on Double Tap TV. <laughs> I get his point. I get his do, point. Do you ever try and look in the mirror still? Face I radio. do. I, do you know, I, the problem is I, I kind of see almost a cartoon. I feel more like an, an emoji when I look in the mirror. Absolutely right. Do you know I, what I mean? It, it's like you see a character of yourself rather than the true picture. I just make it up in my head whenever I look in the mirror. It could be, uh, you know, Brad Pitt. It could be anything. It could be the Elephant Man. It makes no, it's no <laughs> reflection on reality. I think it's less Brad Pitt, more armpit, to be yes, perfectly oh, honest <laughs> about it. I think that's probably true. Um, hey, look, I, I have been uh, quite excited because very rarely do I get excited about new tech because there's not that much going on, right? It always feels like there's never much new tech to buy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but there actually is a few things that are coming out that I'm quite intrigued by. And, of course, one of them, needless to say, Sean, is keyboards. Now, oh. okay. I've got to say, I'm I'm slightly... Um, mm, I don't know whether to say this before I know what one you're excited about, but I'm going off Logitech keyboards a little bit. There, I've said oh, it. Oh, what? I've said it. I. You know what? The options, Logitech options software, come on, Logitech, get into oh, accessibility. Awful. Get with it, will you? It's it's terrible. Do you know what's worse? They've, they've just brought out a new version. So there was like a sneak peek thing you could get on the Mac where you could get a sneak peek at the new style. I've seen this on other apps on Mac as well. It's like, you know, we've, we've redesigned the app. You know, have a go at it first and see what yeah, you think. Yeah. And you can switch back if you don't like it. And um, I thought, oh, Maybe this is it. Maybe it'll be more refined, maybe more accessible. No, nah, not really. It's not much better. I mean, it's a it's, little bit better. The focus isn't quite as wildly drifting on it. I mean, it feels on the original Logitech options, on the Mac side anyway, that it just is not able to you know, get focus on any button at all or any control. It's as if, I don't know how they've done it. It just doesn't seem to be able to grab any focus. Whereas the newer one, you can grab a little bit more focus. But to be honest, the only thing I really ever use that app for until I learned about function escape, was to lock the function key. Yep. But you Funch- don't need to do that. Just function, function escape and that'll do it. Yeah, but it doesn't work on my keyboard. If I press function escape, it locks the keyboard. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. What do you the mean? Only what, way- what, locks the keyboard so you can't use it? it, it well, it does. No, sorry. It does the Windows lock. So oh, I, I got to sign in again. Um, oh, that's so interesting. I, have, I don't know how to do that. Uh, uh, it, that's, well, I do know how to do that. I need to install the software. And then I can yeah. use that function. But the point That's is silly. that, aside from that, that the, the software should be accessible. There is abs- And it's not just the keyboard, right? The Logitech webcam software as well. An absolute nightmare to, right. to navigate using the screen reader. And there's just no excuse for it. The size that they are, Logitech, they should be held more accountable to it. So no, I'm going to start agree. shouting at them. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well done for bringing it up because it's a good point. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm so sick of these software sometimes. I mean, I, I get it on the Mac and I'll be honest, I almost tend to expect an app not to be accessible on the Mac. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. The, the yeah. Mac generally is a is an operating system where applications, I would say, are probably more likely to be inaccessible than, than accessible. And that's a, that's a sad state of affairs. It's not the case for the US, obviously, um, and there's been lots of conversations going on in our community about the state of voiceover and accessibility on the Mac and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but the more I dig into it, I download an app from, say, the App Store, and I think to myself, please, 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 because all I get is, I mean, what, what, what I'll get if it's inaccessible is close, minimize, maximize button, and that's it, and it just goes round in a loop constantly because yeah. basically it cannot see the web 
or any kind of content in the frame of the app. So that's a problem. Now, interestingly, when I got this new microphone, this Shure MV7, um, I thought, it, well, I, when I was actually getting the app, I had, I had to get the app installed for it to work. And I was glad I did because it was a firmware update that fixed an immediate problem the microphone had, uh, which was that the audio coming from the computer, you could, basically this microphone, you can hook your headphones into the back of the microphone, right? And it means that all your sound from your computer can just come through the mic and you can hear everything. Yeah. So I can hear you, I can hear myself, and I can hear my computer sounds. It's actually really good when you've got voiceover because no longer are you hearing voiceover unless you hear them through my leaky headphones. Um, yes. <laughs> but other than that, you won't hear it. Um, so that's really good. But I didn't realize that th there was a problem with the microphone, but I did think something's not right here. Why am I not? Everything was just really quiet. Anyway, got Ira on the case. Um, the Ira person came on. They took control of the computer. They downloaded the Shure app. And immediately I'm thinking, this will not be accessible. This is just not going to be accessible. Yeah. And it actually was. But accessible and usable are always two different things. So, for example, when you go through it, you know, as you move through all the different elements, it's reading through every single, I mean, every single element. So, for example, if there's a slider, sometimes visually below a slider, you'll have a sort of visual representation of low to high. Yes, yes, yes. It'll read out every single increment. <laughs> oh, as you move, wow. it, it'll see that as an individual element, and it will read like you know, uh, low, low, lowest, lowest, high, 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 higher, higher. You know, so do I need that? <laughs> <laughs> um, just too much information, basically. So, you know, in that occasion, it did actually work, and I was able to use the app. And, and saying that, though, Ira did do a fantastic job. They updated the firmware, and that fixed the problem on the mic. Um, and I don't know what I would have done without them in that situation. But we shouldn't have to rely on that, right? The app should be accessible off the bat. And I don't know what yeah. it would be like on the PC. I I don't know. I hope it would be better. But, I, I mean, they, at least, you know, okay, it gave you too much information, too verbose. It wasn't finessed the accessibility yeah, which is but, better than uh, better than less right uh, absolutely better than being blocked out and locked out of using the software at all yeah. so um yeah I, I yeah anyway i've said my piece but um i will be so, emailing logitech <laughs> after all that here's the thing uh the keyboard i'm interested <laughs> in is from logitech of course it is we love you logitech <laughs> they're the greatest uh, so as you know, MX Keys, uh, my MX Keys keyboard, I am just loving and I've been using for such a long time. And I do think it's one of the greatest keyboards that I've ever used. Yep. But you're absolutely right about the software because the problem the hardware is, right, is... Hardware is good, right? The, hard, the hardware no is fantastic. about the hardware. The problem with the, the, the software and the reason that it actually is important is because on the Logitech MX Keys, uh, on the number pad, for example, above the number pad are four extra keys and you can customize them to be whatever you want. In fact, you can customize the whole function row. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you want to use F1 to F12, then that's maybe less important to you. But you can have that additional layer, which you can completely customize. And then you've got those additional four keys above the number pad. Uh, the keys above the, the, the home and the page up and the, the, you know, all the rest of it, that, those are the, the switching keys, if you like, to go between yes. all the different, you know, three different devices you're connected to. But those four keys, that can be quite useful. Now, especially because you can, for example... You know, set a macro to do something, or you could have a multi-action where it can do multiple keystrokes at one time. Now, one example of that was uh, I did this this week actually again with Ira, where I've got this Elgato Stream Deck, and I love the Stream Deck because it's essentially a customizable keyboard. That's what it is. Yeah, but it is completely inaccessible. So you do need sighted help. You do need Software assistance again. in order to use it. Yeah, it's a nightmare because it doesn't. 
you can't just set the buttons up the way you want. Everything has to be done by drag and drop. Now, I'm not as au fait with drag and drop on the Mac to be able to do it using voiceover. I know some people can do it. I just find it very confusing. But it's even more confusing when you realize that what you're trying to drag onto isn't speaking. So, you know, it yeah. is like yeah. blind man in the dark trying to drop a set of keys in a very small hole somewhere in a room that's about 10 feet wide, right? It's like, <laughs> I, I, where's the hole? I don't know. Yes. Um, a game show that would just be actually quite interesting. Um, anyway, <laughs> Netflix can pick that one up. But uh, I, I see it now. Black hole coming soon to Netflix. Yeah, that would work. I like that idea. Some um, new Squid Games. Okay, yeah, exactly. carry on. <laughs> oh God, red light, yellow light. Um, so my thing was, I wanted to be able to answer and end calls on the Mac, <laughs> like some idiot I know uh, with my keyboard. And um, I mean, yeah, I know, Stephen. Why can't you just get your mouse and find your way to the top right of the screen and hit the accept button like everybody else? Um, yeah, but I, I no, use see, a mouse. I just think there was uh, no uh, whatever the, the the like the the equivalent of magic tap would be on the iPhone to answer or play pause. I would just think you hit the play pause button on the Mac, which I assume which is a function key. Somewhere well, it used to be, and you're absolutely right. That was exactly how it used to work. Um, in fact, that was the first time I thought I'd solved the problem was when we figured out that you could use this play pause button. Um, but then in the latest edition of Monterey on M1, no, you can't do that anymore. That just doesn't work. So that's my answer and end gone. So I had to create my own. Now, what I did was I called myself about eight times, trying each time to get focus onto the accept button. Once okay. I got focus on accept, I gave it uh, the option to be a hotspot. So I did uh, VO shift one, which creates a hotspot at that particular location. And that means every time I press that, as long as that's obviously in view, the voiceover cursor will move to the accept button. So every time a FaceTime call comes in, I can now move using VO1. I can shift myself. I can move myself to that accept button. Now, once I've done that, I then have to do the same process by accepting the call, then find the end button and set that as VO shift 2, which creates the hotspot 2, so that then when I, I want to end a call, it doesn't apply in so much FaceTime video calls because you can just command W out the window because it's, it opens the whole thing up. Yeah. But when you're on a call, you still get that notification area. So you have to get focus on the end button, which you do VO2, takes you to the end button, VO space to activate, right? And that's you. You've got your setup. Um, so now I can do it. But it's, and that's a two-action thing, right? I have two, essentially four key commands to be able to work that. So what yeah. I wanted to do was set up an, an answer and end button on my Stream Deck using the multi-action button option. So you can basically uh, create a multi-action, which allows you to have multiple keystrokes if you choose, or multiple actions of any kind, frankly, with a gato that's completely customizable. You could have lights going on and off. You could, lots of things you can do. Um, but I just wanted it to do the VO1 uh, and then VO space. Set that up as a multi-action. So I got Ira on the case. I mean, that person was so patient as I was trying to explain <laughs> what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, and they were getting a crash course in Stream Deck along the way. Um, but we got it working. And then I I called you and I said, I'm going to try hanging up on you, not for the first time. And yes. um, we tried it. <laughs> it worked. You then called me back and I was able to answer. So I got it working. But I mean, what a faff, right? But the point is, if I could access that software in Logitech, I could actually just put all that onto my keyboard. I could have my yeah, answer and yeah, end right yeah. there. Yes, absolutely. Pretty important but, buttons for me, actually, because I, I, when I'm sitting at my desk, I'm answering and ending calls all day. Um, 
So, you know, it would be kind of nice to have that option. So this is what I mean. So if the software is not accessible, that's a problem. Um, but here's the thing. So I've been using my MX keys now for a while. I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I love that keyboard. But you know me. I'm a bit obsessed with keyboards. The 8,000 keyboards in my cupboard prove that. Yes. But then today, I read the news. They're bringing out a new keyboard. MX Mechanical. Terrible. Oh, oh, what a terrible, terrible idea. Clicky, clacky, noisy nonsense. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Because this time <laughs> they've said this is not for gamers. Yes. This is for coders. This is for people who are using it in a, a professional environment. Uh-huh. So it's not going to have all that RGB nonsense all over it. They're getting mm. rid of all that. It will have backlight, but it isn't, it's going to be just like the MX keys. It's going to be simple backlight. They're not adding all the colours and the bells and the whistles, which I cannot stand anyway. I just hate all that stuff. I thought I would like it, but it just never caught on with me at all. And uh, they're going to bring all this in. Uh, it's going to be available in two flavours, the Mechanical Mini <laughs> um, <laughs> and, I guess, Mechanical Big, although they're just going to call it Mechanical, I think. But uh, yes. I'll call it Mechanical Big. And that's, of course, of course a full-size will. keyboard with you know full number pad and you know full uh, custom-size key- keys and all that stuff. So I don't know when it's coming out. I think it's due to come out just at the early stage of June, um, sort of early June, and uh, this is going to cost some serious cash. They're talking this is going to be kind of hitting around about one hundred and eighty dollars. Oh come on! No. And about hundred, right. I think about one hundred and fifty dollars for the mini. So it's, it's going to be Stop. it's going to be at least a fifty dollar markup on the existing. Stop. R- ridiculous! Why? Why are you? What brings mechanical above your standard keyboard anyway? You're non-mechanical. Well, I think, again, it depends on the key switches. So I think the brown ones, the brown switches are the quietest. They're tactile. Cherry brown, very cherry tactile. red, yeah. cherry all blue, different cherry colors. black. There's all these different colours, and they all represent different levels of, I guess, noise, um, different levels of feel. I don't. I, I mean, I'd not really get into all this, but I did read that the brown option, the, the cherry brown, was the most tactile but the most quietest keyboard. So you're going to get the experience mm. of mechanical click, um, it's not got the spongy feel. You know, I don't know. I just, I quite like I quite like the whole mechanical thing. It's the I'm noise sorry, I'm I, not so keen on. I've got I just get a, a a taste of the emperor's new clothes from mechanical keyboards because I honestly don't think it makes a huge difference for typing. I just don't. I think the quality of non-mechanical keyboards in the past there was a huge difference, right? That the other ones felt spongy. It was that little rubber mainframe. Uh, not. Rubber membrane, yeah. Main, thank you. I can't say it. Uh, that was just felt terrible to to type on, and mechanical was so much better. But nowadays, I think you know what? I actually prefer non-mechanical keyboards anyway. I I, I just think <gasps> that, I think it's a bit of snobbery to it. That's what I think. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. I absolutely don't doubt it. I mean, I'm not a keyboard snob at all. I just love keyboards. I love trying different things out. Yeah. I mean, I've got my uh, the new my um, the new iMac I got. You get the touch keyboard, right? Not the touch, the, um, what do you call it? Magic keyboard with the touch yes. ID. Yeah. And uh, I've actually got one of those with the extended keyboard as well. So it's got the extended keyboard, um, really nice with the touch ID. But I, I just find the key travel, although it's a beautiful keyboard to type on, the key travel is just not, it's just not there. It's yeah. so thin. And I just think, you know. So you when prefer I, the, the longer key travel. You, yeah, like I think that's yeah. what it is. That's why I think that actually the MX keys is probably the best keyboard because you kind of get that key travel, but silently, 
And the keys are, I have to tell you, you know, having used a range of different Logitech keyboards, I am continually amazed at how the experience differs from one to the next. I'm always amazed by that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because they're all and different. They're all so different. Every single one of them is totally different to the next. Well, what the and experience I is, I think, is is that little bit of travel when you press a key, that initial little bit of travel and before you hit the switch, and then you continue on and actually type the character that you want to type is actually pressing the key. So there's a little bit of travel before and then the actual hit, hit, hitting the switch, and it's that mm. tactile feel. So you can sort of press a key and, oh, no, actually, I didn't want to press that one and pull back and it hasn't typed anything. And yes, it's, it's, it's yeah. a real personal feeling of, okay, that feels nice, but that doesn't. And, you know, so I, I, I don't actually like that. I do like the normal uh, membrane typing anyway. So, yeah, horses for courses. But It is. It is. But, I mean, I'm going to get one to try, obviously. I know, I mean, yeah, come on, you know. Another it's one for the collection. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. You know, and I, I just think, you know, I, I kind of... Again, love the fact that it's multi-device as well, and that's just oh yeah, I love that about Logitech, and I love these multi-device keyboards. I kind of wish, in some ways, that's what you could get from the, the Mac keyboards, but you can't. Just, just not there. No, no. Anyway, look, that's enough keyboard talk for now. We will uh, talk more about it when I get my hands on it. June second, I believe it's out. The Logitech MX Mechanical range. We'll talk more in a moment. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, it's Double Tap Canada and it's Stephen and Sean this week. We've been discussing keyboards. I am also intrigued by another device that's coming out uh, in June. Uh, June 16th, I believe the release date for this is. This is a bit more of a niche product, even for us. Uh, it's the new Roadcaster Pro 2. This is the podcasting <gasps> wow. mixing console. Finally, the version 2 that we were kind of wondering if it would ever make an appearance uh, has been announced. It was kind of, it was leaked last week, actually. It was a podcast that one of the guys from Road was on. And um, he, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy from uh, Road, he was saying essentially in the new version of Roadcaster 2, and everyone's like, uh, uh, what now? What? <laughs> so we were all very intrigued to learn about this. Um, so, you know, I kind of thought this would be dead because of the Rode Connect software. So for people who don't know about this, Rode have a uh, Rodecaster Pro Mixer, which is a physical mixing console that you can plug in four microphones, you can connect up a computer to, uh, you can connect up via TRRS connection, that's the uh, 3.5 mil connection, straight to your iPhone or to an Android device or any, frankly, anything with a headphone jack or the ability to connect a headphone jack to an adapter. Um, you've also got Bluetooth on there and you've got sound pads, eight uh, customizable sound pads so you can play music off them. Um, it's really great for shows like this where you've got little music beds and stuff you want to play in and you've got a physical fader to fade them out and all the rest of it. Not the way I do it, which is just hit the, <laughs> hit the relevant shortcut key and just, just let, let it, it crash away. Um <laughs> It's like down a lift shaft. Ah! So, um, this is this has been around for a while, and you know, for broad and I'm sure if Mark was here, he'd be the first to say, you know, yeah. But from a broadcast point of view, it's just it's just not there because it's you know, it's not got a lot of the broadcast functions, yeah. which is fair, but it's not for broadcasters. It's for podcasters, and um, what they've realised, I think, is since developing the broadcaster, that a lot of people in the world of streaming 
want to get into this, and I'm talking games streaming here, not just people who podcast like you and I or, or do you know do shows like this. Um, so this new version seems to be much more geared towards content creators, streamers, um, and lots of other things. So, so some of the th- things we know so far about this, which are there's actually quite a lot that has changed in this device, which is very interesting. Because uh, one thing that's changed is where before you had um, those four mic faders and you could only plug in XLR microphones to them. You could plug in any mic you like, but it had to be XLR connections. You Mm. could also, uh, you had that TRRS connection and you had the Bluetooth. Pretty much a lot of that has gone now. And what they've done instead is they've kept the, I think it's six faders now they've got on this thing, um, but they're all completely customizable. So you can choose where you want your microphone to be you can choose what device you would like on that particular fader. Um, it's, uh, they've kind of changed the way this this works in some ways. So you can Which still connect for a lot of sense. But where, what I mean, you still have XLR connectors on there, right? It's, it's not they haven't changed all that. No, you still have four XLR connectors, but they are now also instrument jacks as well. You know that that dual oh, connector. Yes, yes. So you can plug in line level if you want to as well. You can plug in an instrument. So you can see immediately this is going down the route of musicians, um, people who want to you know play music using a device like this record as well. Because one of the great things about the podcaster, or, or Procaster, or what is it called, Roadcaster? Um, <laughs> so mixed up with these names. Um, but the, the Roadcaster, one of the joys is when you record with it, everything gets recorded in multi-track. So every single track is recorded independently. Now for a musician, that is brilliant. Um, for us. As as broadcasters, that is brilliant because then if your levels are too low, I can you know raise them up a little bit in the post yep. edit. Or for example, if if you or I cough, and at a point maybe I over I cough over something you say, and for once it's interesting, yes. then you can obviously take that cough out, <sighs> yeah. and so on, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, they've made they've made some significant changes to the look and design, certainly the size as well. Uh, the TRRS connector is gone; it no longer has one of those. <gasps> no. Um, but what cool. they've done instead, this is actually much better, and this is actually, for me, I think this is the best device they've ever made for this reason, um, and the reason I will definitely be wanting one of these, is because instead of having a TRRS connector, they now have two USB-C connectors at the back, meaning you can connect a computer and a phone via USB-C, or a computer oh. and another computer, but connected straight in. So, for example, I'll give you my setup, right? So for me, I want to demonstrate stuff on the Mac using voiceover. I want to demonstrate stuff on the PC using JAWS or Narrator or whatever, right? Yeah. Prior to this version of the Roadcaster, what I would have to do is uh, connect my Mac up via USB-C. That would make it available on a channel so I can record the content coming from it so I can sit here and do a little demonstration and say, here's how it works on voiceover, and I can record my voice separately and voiceover separately, and that's great. Yeah. But in order to get the PC into the mix, I've got to connect it via a good old-fashioned 3.5mm jack, which usually brings with it noise. Right. So you get lesser quality coming from the other device. And that doesn't happen when you've got USB-C. So it solves that problem. So you suddenly have the ability to connect up two computers to this thing, and you've got a brilliant audio connection. And of course, it's all customizable. You've got full control over all of that. You've also got 
individual um, processing capabilities. So you can make the voice sound better. You can take a regular microphone. You can plug in a, a really top-end mic like the Shure SM7B that everyone loves and raves about. That sometimes needs a cloud lifter, they call it. It's a piece of kit that really just brings up the noise a bit or, or allows the noise floor to be raised a bit so it can match this particular microphone's needs. Um, that goes away with this because the preamps have been improved. So, you know, they really have put a lot of effort and thought into this. And the one final area, uh, which I had to say I had real issue with when using it for a show like this, was you have those eight sound pads. And uh, what you had to do, you could have actually as many sound pads as you wanted, as in you could, you could load up as much stuff as you wanted onto them. Software's not that accessible. I just want to put it out there. But you can, if you can get the audio on there, you can load up lots of different pads, but you only have eight physical buttons. And in order to change those pads, essentially to move the pads to the next layer of pads, you had to do it all via the touchscreen. And that really put me off because I couldn't do that while I was live. I just no. couldn't do it. Now they've added two extra buttons, which is just a, a forward and back, a physical forward and back to go between all the different buttons, which I think, you know, is such a simple Yay! thing, but that really physical does buttons. make the difference. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, them. for that kind of purpose, it's great. But what they, they're, they're calling these now, they're calling them smart pads. So now no longer are they just sound pads. They don't just play music. They can do lots of different things. So they can be MIDI controllers. They can even control um, software like OBS or Ecamm Live. You know, they'd be able to control. Oh, so so if you wanted to switch cameras, switch or... cameras or you wanted to change scenes or you wanted to add transitions or you want to add effects visually as well as audibly, you can do all that via those pads as well. And you can have up to 64 different assignable commands via those pads. So, you know, this is very much for the content creator out there. It's very much for the streamer. It's very much for the podcaster as well. Um, as I say, it's coming out around uh, June 12th, I believe. And uh, it's going to come in at a cool $700. <gasps> Bargain. And incidentally, that is the price around the world as well. I'm noticing this with a lot of new products. The price is the same everywhere you go. I don't like so, it. Yeah, I know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But 700 US, I know for sure, is the price. That's certainly the price that's been announced uh, already with the launch of this. Um, you've got yeah. the first one, and you're going to definitely be buying the second one? Well, I'm intrigued by this. I mean, I think that the only... There's one other area of it, which, of course, is the bone of contention, and that is the touchscreen. It's it still inaccessible. Has, That's it's, what I was going to bring up. It's an inaccessible touchscreen, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's bigger on this one. It's, it's, it's bigger, but equally <laughs> oh, is inaccessible. It's like when I bought my 75-inch TV. Completely pointless, but yes. it felt good. You know, it, it's it a just bigger felt blur. good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, God bless them, right? Great bit of kit. And when, when you used it in London, it was amazing. I was really impressed. Why is it not accessible? Not only that, why is the, the software that comes with it not accessible? Again, we're back to Logitech. We're back yeah. to Stream Deck with Elgato. We're back to Road. There is absolutely no reason this shouldn't be accessible. This is. I'm telling this you, is this good. is. There is now a blind tax on all these devices, and the blind tax is, you have to get Ira. Ira to do it. Yes, you, you have to have, or you need someone who's an engineer who you know, or someone who knows something about this stuff to be able to physically you know get their hands on it and fix it. Once I will say this, once it's set up. And obviously, this, the, the, the caveat here with this particular one, this new version, is it's all very customizable, and it's a fluid customization, so you can change it as your needs change. But for us, it's a set and forget, right? You set it yep. up, you've got it the way you want it, leave it alone. And in my case, for example, with the shows we do, we put our idents on there, we know where they all are, we're comfortable with that. 
because we know where everything is. Um, and we well, just leave it. Most like of the that. time. Some, yeah, not always. <laughs> not always. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I am intrigued by this. I think it's a great device. I, I obviously want to get my hands on one. I am going to be, you know, upping my minutes on Ira in order to take care of it. Because- yeah, just. It, just remember, it's now going to cost you thirty pounds a month, or whatever it is, thirty dollars a month, uh, to use the inaccessible hardware that you buy. Because as Great, you said, it? it's, it's it's an IRA tax. Absolutely. Look, Corsair just announced a, a new gaming laptop, AMD based. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, no, no function keys, just a touch bar. But that touch bar runs the Stream Deck software, so you can use. It's almost like a built-in Stream Deck on this laptop. Oh, wow. Amazing. Except. El Gato software, not accessible. <laughs> Pointless. Again, we're losing function keys and losing accessibility. It's not good Head enough. banging off wall. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I know. I know. We get so near, don't we? We get, so, we get so excited about this stuff. But in saying that, you know, I'll definitely be intrigued to try. Uh, right, look, stick around. Some more uh, big tech news stories uh, making the headlines. We'll get into those in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Nearly at the end of the show, but just a quick uh, couple of stories I want to bring up because uh, Amazon <gasps> have sorry, released sorry. something new. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yeehaw! Oh, there thank you. you. There Carry we on. go. Thank you. That Yee- was worth the interruption. And indeed, yeah, that really wasn't. Um, so Amazon are updating, uh, because we saw this week uh, a new Fire HD 7 coming out, which I was like... <laughs> Mm, yeah. Wow, really? Mm, another tablet. Wow, We're another terrible. tablet. That, they yeah. are accessible. They're but they're affordable. Well, this this is a funny thing, right? We've just spent the whole episode criticizing companies left, right, and center for inaccessible <laughs> software. Great products, just inaccessible. Amazon came out with another product which is fully accessible, and we're like, oh, whatever. Boring. Yeah, so <laughs> we're boring. Sorry. But actually, there is a bit of a difference in the 2022 Fire HD7, and it, we don't know for sure if this is going to roll out to previous editions of the Fire HD tablet line, I kind of hope it would. Um, and that is that they're upgrading the, the architecture behind the software that runs it. So initially, apart, I, I think it's Android 10 that it's all based on at the moment, and it's moving up to Android 11. Now, it's not Android mm. 11 itself that is running on Fire tablets. They have a version they've created called Fire OS, um, which is a little bit different, but it is essentially Android, right? Um, it's... Very, very similar in terms of style as well. And some might even think it's a bit old-fashioned, but and actually, in some respects, that's helpful to the way it works. But the biggest issue they have is development. So getting app developers to build the apps for Fire OS is difficult because it's based on an older architecture. So they're hoping that will change with this new update, which will allow them to have uh, a bit more of a modern Android 11-based UI and uh, also you know, the, all the, the back-end that that allows the, the developer to utilize. So that's coming in in this new edition of Fire HD 7 for 2022. Previous editions, it doesn't. we don't know yet if it's going to be possible for it to be updated. A lot of it depends on the capability of the processor inside those previous editions, which came out 2020. Um, although some of the reviewers I'm reading are saying, you know what, it's not that different. The processor's not massively improved. So mm. there's no real reason why they couldn't upgrade the software. Maybe they will. We don't know. Uh, but at this stage, that's where we're at. Uh, also, reading, and I, I was really hoping to get more information for you today than this, but I've been reading a lot today about Android TV 13, which, you know, if I'm honest, I'm like, is that a thing? Uh, but yeah, Android TV 13 is apparently a thing. Uh, and their focus is going to be more on multitasking, picture in picture, and accessibility features. But I can't find out what any <gasps> of these accessibility features are. Oh, wow. No, I'm now assuming that- it just means that there's more work being done 
to make TalkBack more usable on Android TV. I would read that as, I mean, not just TalkBack, obviously. Other well, accessibility mean, features as well. I get so confused by this. What do they mean by Android TV? Are yeah, they well, just, what device runs that? Well, are they talking about just the set-top um, TV boxes or sticks? Or are they talking about the actual TVs themselves? You know, the Android-powered TVs? Um, I, I have no point. idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. What about um, I mean, Chromecast? What's that running off? That must be Android TV, isn't it? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Um, I, I tried it. I got one to, to try did. and play that's with. That's right, yeah. And it was fine. I mean, it was absolutely fine. It, wasn't, it was certainly nowhere near as fluid as the Apple TV is. Um, you know, which I still to this day believe is is the best set top experience. Although I will admit the remote control is awful. I, I just mm. cannot. I hate these touch remotes. Um, yeah. The thing I would suggest to anyone as a top tip, if you have an Apple TV and you find the remote control either just a bit slippy in your hand because it is with the way it's built, or it just frankly is just irritating um, to use. Get onto Amazon and get yourself silicon covers. You can get silicon covers for those Apple TV remotes. And it does make them so much easier to handle because it gives it a bit more thickness and it won't fall out your hand as easily. It won't fall down the side of the sofa as easily. <laughs> Tiny, um, aren't they? Yeah, Tiny. they are. They're quite irritating, actually, the way they're built. And, you know, it's interesting. I've actually been using the uh, app on the on the phone, you know, through Control yeah, Center. Yeah. You can have the yeah. Apple TV remote. I actually find that a little bit easier, to be honest. Yeah, um, it still has the direct touch touch area at the top of the screen. Well, you can ch- you can have it. You can set it to have directional buttons as opposed to the direct touch area. Yeah, which also, which if good. you use the old first gen TV remote, which is just purely buttons, that still works. The newer that is the as best well. remote they ever made for it. it yeah, really is absolutely brilliant. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll hopefully find out more about Android TV. I, I, again, it, it, you're right. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. It could be well to do with the TVs, like Sony run Android TV. Yeah. Um, other operators, I guess, do. But yeah, it'd be nice to see some updates coming. And, you know, it'd be nice to understand more about what they're trying to do with accessibility because it just, to me, television just seems bizarrely so behind. So behind everything really? else. Really? I've seen a lot of improvement over the last six years, let's say. Oh, when it comes yeah, there's to been improvement. TVs. But, I mean, come on. The, the, the rate of improvement, you know, you go on there and the top back is sluggish or the. And I'm not, not, not oh, talking yeah, Android, true. but. Yeah. Generally, the experience is more sluggish. Yeah, the middle is so much. It's not like phones. You know, it's not like you have two choices, and really, that's it. You can yeah. have your flavour of talkback or, or voiceover depending on your device, right? It's, it's not like that's that what we need. Just two TVs. I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, listen, that's it for this week. Uh, we're off to Canada. We're off to Canada. Hey, hey look out, Canada! We're coming Here for you. Here we come. Yeah, we'll be flying over you at some point. You hear some weird noises? Do not look out your window. Um, okay, we'll be back again next week with plenty more. Whatever that means. We'll be back next week with plenty more. And we'll be in Canada with Marka Flalo. We'll be in person. It's so exciting. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for listening. Catch you next Thank time. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.